I've been in Genesis and Exodus and just my regular reading, and uh, I've been reading about Moses. And when I was in Genesis, the first part of the week, it was talking about how he, uh, or I was in Exodus, but it was talking about uh, the the he prayed for the glory to be seen. He wanted to, he wanted God's glory to be seen. And so I, I kept going and, and reading along, and, and I got to this place of the, where it talks about the tent of meetings, and and uh, and Moses wants to see uh, God's glory. And so, if you have your Bibles, let's go to Exodus thirty-three. We're going to begin with verse seven. And we're going to go through verse eighteen. Let's let's stand in honor of God's word. And this is going to talk about Moses and Joshua, and then it's going to just talk about Moses and how he wanted so much to see God's glory. Now, Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp, and whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people arose and stood at the entrance of their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance. While the Lord spoke with Moses, whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped each at the entrance of, of his tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Joshua just, he just wanted to stay there where the presence of God was. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom will you send with me. You have said, I know know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with me, if I can't have your presence, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and that your people, and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? The Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then the Lord said, then Moses said, show me your glory. Moses was, I just want to be in your presence. And Joshua was so much this way. He said, I don't even want to leave it. I just want to stay there all the time. And they wanted God's presence and presence means everything. And we're going to talk about that this morning. Let's pray. Lord, this morning, even as we're here in your presence this morning, we we want to feel you more. And we don't want to just talk to you, Lord. We want to be with you. We want to feel you and know that you're close and near because that is different. And this morning, Lord, I pray that you would just have your way and that you would speak into our hearts. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke has been gone for about a year and through the power of the internet we have a we had a app called the WhatsApp 
And if you had the WhatsApp, Luke could call us and we could talk to him. And if we had really good connection, if he had really good internet, we could see pictures of him. And uh, every time we'd see pictures of him, he didn't have his shirt on. And I said, don't you wear any clothes over there in Africa or you just run around naked all the time? He goes, it's hot here. It's hot. He said, I've got clothes on. I just don't have a shirt on. And he'd always be eating something. No matter what he was doing, he was eating. And uh, so uh, that was nice. It was nice to talk to him. It was nice to talk to him. And if you don't know, he's dating, he's dating this girl called Bethany. And that's her name. And uh, he, talks, he talked to her a lot on the WhatsApp and on those things. He talked to her more than he talks to us which is how it should be. But it was getting close to time to come home, and uh, talking is really nice, but uh, presence is better, isn't it, Luke? That's <laughs> right. And when, when he got ready to come home, he goes, look, he goes, on the night that I come home, uh, he goes, I want Bethany to, to come down to the house and stay with us. And me and Cindy were like, Okay, we're out. I mean, we're out. We're out. He wants presents. And I remember, I remember when I was dating my wife, you know, I, I liked to talk to her on the phone. We didn't talk much on the phone because I lived in Mansfield and she lived in Ava, and that was long distance, and you didn't call long distance. I mean, no matter what. So I always looked forward to every school morning. I'd get to see her and I'd get to talk to her, but I, not only did I get to talk to her, but there was presents. And on Friday night, I'd go out and we'd go on a date and we'd, go to, we'd always go to Pizza Hut because that's all that Ava had and that's where we would go, but we had presents. And talking is good and praying is good, but I want you to know something this morning. There is more to the worship of God than praying and reading. He seeks to be present in your life. And presence is different. Talking is good. Presence is better. And he says that we can have this thing. And, and, what, and I want you to, I want this morning, I want you to ask yourself a question. Why am I here this morning? What am I seeking when I seek God? What am, what, are you wanting something or is God enough? And I want you to answer this question this morning. Why did you even come today? Was it a habit? Is that just what you do? Did you come to see the people because you like the people around you? Do you need help today? Is there a need in your life where you've come and you're hoping that maybe God could help you with the need that you have? People, beca- people come to church because they enjoy it. It's fun. I mean, I hope it's, sort of, I hope it's somewhat enjoyable. Some people come because it's entertaining. I get to do the things I want to do. I get to sing the songs I want to sing. I get to be around the people I'm interested in. To some people, church is just a social gathering, and they come because they just like being together with other people. I read to you this morning out of, uh, out of Luke, and, and we see this story of Martha, and, and she was interested and worried about many things. They had called together, and they were going to come and, and worship Jesus. They had come together. He was coming. He was going to be in their house, and she was worried about that. She was trying to get everything together. And you know, men, how our wives are. They want the house to look nice, and they want everything put together, and they want the meal to be right, and, and we just don't care. But, but they do. 
because they're our helper and they want to help us to look better than what we really are. And I'm really glad that I have my wife because she helps me in those areas. But here's where she's at and she's, and she's saying we need, we need to get these things done. We, there's things that have to be done in order for us to have Jesus here. And you know, there's a lot of things that have to be done before we can have church here today. I started writing down some of the things. There's lots of things that goes on to have church the security guys come early and they make sure that we're uh have things that we need the donut guy comes who is the security guy as well <laughs> he comes and guards the donuts i don't know but ken's always here i mean first thing the sound guys are here before anybody else gets here they're turning everything on making sure everything's right ken's in there making sure we got orange juice and and milk and making sure that the donuts are out the worship songs have been picked, and, and they come and they practice them. The Sunday school teachers have, have been in the Word during the week, and they're preparing for it. The sound guys are working on it. The cleaning people come through and clean everything so that it looks really nice. Rob and the, and the trustees and, and those guys have been working. This week, they was put in a brand-new heating unit to make sure that we had heat. And all the people on this side of the church said, yeah, because it's been cold over here. And that's just the way that it is sometimes. But they worked and got all that done. A lot of work goes into this. The rooms have been ready. The doors have been unlocked. The bulletins have been made. The special songs have been planned. The sermon has been prepared. And uh, there's people that are welcomed. And Jesus says, and I want you to understand that this is Jesus speaking. It's not a pastor speaking or a, a church growth person, but this is Jesus himself. And he says, all these things are all right. But he says, there's really only one thing we need. And Jesus acts like it's pretty important. He's, and, and when he first speaks, if you, if you read uh, the, uh, the Amplified Bible, he says, there's very few things that you even need to get in the presence of God. He said, really, he said, there's really only one thing you need, and that's Jesus. And what he's really saying is, all these other things are really nice, and I understand what you're trying to do here, Martha, but you just need one thing. You know what? If we didn't have donuts this morning, we could still have the presence of Jesus. My wife would not have had to make a bulletin this morning, and she would be really glad about that because she doesn't really. In this is kind of a long, drawn-out process that she doesn't ter terribly enjoy. We could do without a bulletin, and we could still have the presence of Jesus. The heater could have not worked today, and the presence of Jesus still could have been here. We couldn't have sang any songs, and the presence of Jesus still could be here. And Jesus says, really, it's pretty... And I think, I think sometimes, and I know we don't do it on purpose, and I know that our hearts are right, but I think sometimes we think we have to have a whole lot of things. And Jesus, when he's speaking, he says, you just need a few things. And he goes, really, you just need one. Me. Just Jesus. And he talks about that, but there's things that we enjoy, and we enjoy, and, and, and Martha knew this, and she thought, well, if we all get together, we'll have food and fellowship, and the Lord will do this. And, and here's the deal, don't get me wrong, Martha loves Jesus. Martha loves Jesus. Her heart is not wrong. But she has let other things come in and clutter her. 
And, she, and he says that you're anxious, you're worried, you're anxious, you've got a lot of things pushing in on you. And it's easy to be where Martha's at. And I, I've got to tell you, I think it's the thing, I think the thing that Martha suffers from is the thing that holds us back in our walk with Christ. I think it's the number one thing. Because see, Martha here is not a sinner that's out sinning, and, and I understand that sin keeps us from God, but Martha has things cluttering her life that keeps her from serving God like she should. She loves Jesus. She's in a right relationship with Jesus, but he's saying there's things that are keeping you from where you should be. There's more than what you have. It's not just us getting together. It's not just us having a good time. It's not just having lunch together. He goes, there's more things. There's, there's really just a few things. In truth, there's just one thing. It's just Jesus. And he talks to her about this and talks to her about all the things. And I, and I think we get caught up in so many things. And, and the kids have school and we have work and life and home and family and and all the dynamics that that brings in when you have kids and, and, and then they have kids and they have things and, 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 and sometimes that's a blessed thing and then sometimes that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I'm just being honest with you this morning. And then you add on that, we have church things and, and church things are made to make your life better. But sometimes I think they make us anxious. Am I going to be able to get there? Am I going to be able to get that done and this? And then we have sports and we have activities that we do and we have all these things that fill in our lives and we get anxious. And Jesus says the Christian life, and he's speaking to a Christian. I believe Martha is where she, I believe she loves Jesus. And he speaks into her life and he says, your life should be simpler or more simple. And I'm going to tell you, life isn't always simple, and it sure doesn't always seem simple. And when it gets this way, it's usually because I have added things into my life that I shouldn't. And in the NIV, uh, or the, or the Amplified, it says, few things are needed, but many things are wanted. It doesn't say that, but I'm, I'm adding that to it. He says, few things are needed, but we want many things. We had lunch with Pastor Kelsey this week, and she has been here, uh, will be two years. And she said, I finally unpacked my last boxes. And I'm, she didn't have a pickup load of stuff to begin with. She didn't have very many things. But she said, I had some boxes that I put in that second room, and I never unpacked them. And she said, I got in there, and I unpacked them, and I thought, I haven't used this stuff in a year. I don't need it. And if you haven't used something in a year, you probably don't need it. But we have lots of things that we want or that we think we need. And, and Jesus says, there are few things that are needed. I've told you this story before. Every time we have a garage sale, I go through and I look at all the stuff that we have. And I have this line that I tell Cindy, it takes a lot of stuff to be us. You know what I mean? But you know what? Jesus says few things are needed. And we've, we've really tried in our house to, to get down to, to the few things that we, that we really need. But the truth is, he's not talking about the stuff in your house. He could be. He could be. But he's saying it really isn't. He says life is pretty simple. There's just a few things you need. And then he catches himself and he says, really, there's just one. 
just Jesus. And Jesus said there's only one, just Jesus, the presence of Jesus. And I wondered, are we interested in what we want or are we interested in what we need? And I know I'm going back and forth from the New and Old Testament. If you go back here to Exodus, Moses has a lot of things on his mind. There's lots of things that people wanted him to do. He is, he is the leader of a nation. It's not just a house with a couple of people in it. He's a leader of the nation of Israel, and there's millions of people. It's just not like a few hundred. There's millions of people. And if you've got a million people, you've got a million different problems. And they're real problems. And there's people pushing on him all the time. I, I cannot imagine what our world leaders, the pressure they have from all the people pushing in on them. And this is where he's at. He's got all these things. And I want you to know that Moses has real problems. And people are bringing him real problems with real concerns and real issues, real life issues. And, and things are pulling on him. And uh, he is a great leader, and he's got all these things going, but yet he says, I need to get out, and I need to be in the presence of God. If I'm going to do this, if I'm going to do this right, I've got to get in the presence of God. And he would get there, and he would just stay there. And he would go, and he would be in the presence of God, and the people would see him there. And then... His follower, Joshua, even after Moses would leave and go back and do the work that he needed to do, Joshua just said, I think I'm just going to stay here. The presence of God was the most important thing to him. And it's easy to get a lot of things going on in our life. It's easy to get worried and overwhelmed with real things this morning. I'm not making light of them real problems Moses probably had more problems than anybody in this room and Moses said I have got to get into the presence of God and Jesus himself says you've got to get alone with God so how do you get alone with God? I mean, it's, I mean, we talk about this and we say, how do we get alone with God? First of all, you've got to have a clean heart. You cannot get into the presence of God with sin in your life. And you may say, oh, I want to be in the presence of God. I want to be in the presence of God. But I also want to do these things that I know I'm not supposed to do. I'm just going to tell you, if you've got sin in your life, you're not going to get in the presence of God. You might see it from afar and somebody else, but it's not going to happen in your own life. So the first thing, if you have any unrepentant sin, unrepented sin, you need to repent and get your heart right. And then you have to seek him. Not just, not just seeking him in prayer, not to help get to help or to, to ask for something, but just to seek the presence of God. Not just talking like what we were talking about a while ago, but I mean seeking just the presence of God. Not the help of God, not the work of God in my life, but just the presence of God. I had, I had a great experience this week. On Tuesday morning, I had been reading my Bible and I was praying. And I, and I got to be honest with you, I was anxious and worried. 
I had a lot of things that I was thinking about, different things in my life. And I was praying for my kids. Some of my kids had some decisions to make. And I was praying for you. And I was praying for the church. And I know some of the needs that you have in your life. And I was sitting there praying. And I know some of the burdens you guys carry are awful. And I was praying for health, health, health issues and, and things that people are facing. Praying, praying for my friends praying for things that I know that you were dealing with in the church. And I was just asking, God, God, can you help here? Can you help here? Can you help? God, I need you. God, can you do this? Can you do that? God, you know, and real, real, real needs, real things that you ought to really be praying about. And I was just, and I'm telling you, as I was sitting there praying, I was just getting overwhelmed by all the things that I was asking God for. And I'm just going to tell you, it wasn't audible, but it was, boy, I knew exactly what God was saying to me. And he said, you know, I'd just like to be with you. And and it just caught me off guard. And my first thought was, why in the world would you want to be with me? And my second thought was, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. To just check out for a little while and get with God and I told him on Tuesday night about this experience that I had and sometimes when Cindy and I are here at the office and we're working and we got things going and and we aren't getting anything done or or things are hard to get done and and she has to go to Springfield or something like that and she'll say let's just let's just go eat lunch let's just go eat lunch and we crawl in that car together and we're just together, and it's just like getting away. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just leaving for a little while. It's a really nice break. And I love it. I, love, I still love to be with my wife. And I like to go and just get away for a little while. And you know what? God says, look, I just, I just want to take you and just get in. I just want you to be in my presence not not asking me for stuff that's fine and there's a time for that and not not just not just me and you talking and not just you and me communicating but just you and me in presence together and i was and i and when when he spoke that to my heart i thought man that would be awesome and you know the first thing that came to my mind i thought man that'd just be like sitting on the beach in gulf shores i'm just away so I went and got a chair and stuck my feet in a pan of water so it would feel like, no, I didn't do that. I just sat in my chair and I just started saying, Jesus. And I just tried to empty my mind of anything else that was. And I'm telling you what, the presence of God came on me in my living room. And it was for like 25 minutes just me and God and I'm telling you what I have run back to that room every morning this week to try to get back there Luke if you could go see Bethany this afternoon would you go do it <laughs> yeah man just a presence just presence and we do that for people and we do that for things I'm telling you what, God, folks, listen to me. 
God wants to be so real in our life. I'm telling you, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I want to get, I want to get in his presence. I want to get back where I was the other morning. And I'm just going to tell you, sometimes I get there and I go, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm like, no. I'm just going to have to empty out. And sometimes it takes a while. It just, it, it takes a while because you're, because you got, but I'm telling you, it's, it's real. Instead of asking, God, give, God, give, God, give, God, help, God, help, God, help. I just say, God, I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. I'm not asking anything from you. I, I, I mean, I, and I know God, and he asks us to ask, and we need to ask, and I'm not saying don't do that. But if, you, if, if all you ever did was ask from somebody, after a while, wouldn't, don't you think they'd be just like, is that all that I am to you? Is that all that I am? And God is our provider, but he also just wants to be with us. He wants to just love us and just, just have this time. And he says, you just need one thing, just me. No speaking, no talking, just the presence of Jesus. And I think sometimes we think, I've got to say something. I've got to be saying something here. I've got to be praying. I've got to be asking. I've got to be... No, I'm telling you, you don't. Sometimes you just need to sit there and get in the presence of Almighty God. And I'm going to tell you what, it is so awesome, you're going to want to run and get back there to that place. Sometimes we have awesome worship services here. And then we say, well, if I, just, if I just repeat those songs, then everything would happen and we'd have the same thing. Well, it doesn't always work that way. There is no combination. If we sing this song, this song, two verses here and one verse, then we have, oh, and then the presence of God. No, I don't know. I wish I knew how it worked. I wish I could figure it out. Don't you wish I would, Lance? I mean, if I just knew the combination, I'd do it every time. I just know that if I seek to be in God's presence, he's going to eventually show up and I'm going to get there. So I sat there and fought. I just fought. I thought, I'm just going to... And it took me a while to get to where I was was there. And uh, I, I just completely emptied my mind so that I could just be in the presence of Jesus. I'm going to ask you something this morning. Are you anxious this morning? Are you worried? Got lots of things on your mind. Lots of things turning in your head. You wake up in the morning and your mind just I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to get going. And you go to bed at night and you're exhausted and you go to sleep and your mind races all night and you're anxious. You're filled with questions. Are you like Martha? You're anxious about many things. I want to quote somebody this morning. Indeed, you need only one thing. Jesus. I want to tell you this morning, there's lots of things you can do in your life to try to make things better. But you need to work at getting into the presence of Jesus. 
You say, Pastor, how would I do that? I don't know what you need to do in your life. But you need to get a place where it's quiet and you can be alone with Him. And spend some time in His Word and spend some time praying. But at some time, you need to get to where you say, okay, I'm going to give God enough time that I can unclutter my, unclutter my mind and just stop and get quiet and say, Jesus, I just want to spend time with just you. I'm not asking. I'm not talking. I'm not communicating. I just want to be in your presence. Moses was busy. Joshua was busy. Martha was busy. Everybody in this room, if I ask you, are you busy? You would say yes. And yet they found time to get in the presence. And you need only one thing in your life, and that's Jesus. I want you to be honest. Is your time with God ask, ask, ask? I'd like for you to this morning, and we're going to open up the altars, and if you need to, maybe you need to just, I'm not saying that you, Martha was, Martha loved Jesus, and I'm not saying this morning that if you come down to the altar that you don't love Jesus. The truth is, people who love Jesus generally just want to love him more. But maybe you need to come up and say, God, you know what? My relationship with you has been more asking than it has been presence, and I'm sorry for that. I just want to be in your presence. And God, would you help me to get there? I'm sorry I've had my mind filled with all these things when all I really needed was you, and I, I'm sorry for that. Or maybe this has been your relationship. I come to church, I enjoy it, I do the things I want to do, I enjoy my time here, but I want to get in the presence of you, God. And God, would you help me to do that? Because I've learned this morning through God's word, all I need is Jesus. I want us to stand this morning. Can you get us a song? Lance Lance has been sick for several weeks and continues. He can't sing, and he had to leave, and I think he doesn't feel well. But we're just going to sing a song this morning. The altars are open. Maybe there's sin in your life this morning. Maybe you need to repent for something. If you do, then this is the place to do it. Or maybe you're just anxious about many things and worried and your life has become I'm talking to God and I'm asking but I just don't get in his presence much and I really want to get in his presence I really need to get in his presence and this morning I just want to come to him and say God I I just want to be in your presence that's all I want God help me to get there God in my daily walk help me to get to the place where I can get there I'm just opening up the altars this morning. I'll walk this walk with you. I hope you understand this. I'll walk this walk with you. And when God reveals stuff to me, I just want to share it to you, with you. I've had rich times in the presence of Jesus. And this week, I just had a really rich time with him. I woke up this morning at a quarter to five. 
And I hit the floor running because I wanted to go and get with Jesus. I went and looked at my sermon because I, I had to preach this morning. I got to work one day a week, but I had to preach this morning. And I went through that and I read that. And then I just set that all aside. I said, God, I just want to be in your presence. I know we've got to preach this morning, and I know we've got things going, but God, if I could just get in your presence. I just want in your presence this morning. And I sat there, and I just emptied out all the worries of the day. I worry about you guys. I'm concerned about what goes on in your life. On Sunday morning, you ask my wife, I hardly sleep Saturday night because I want God to come and work. And this morning on my couch, I just said, God, just, I just want to be in your presence. I just want your presence. Some of you love God. But you need more of his presence in your life this morning. And maybe you just need to ask for that. Ask him, what do I need to do, God? Show me I need more presence in your life. As we sing the song this morning, come pray. Ask him for that today.